0: Hello, and welcome to Lit by Moonlight, where it's not a phase to try and steal a sword from a living saint. This week we are talking about Shadow and Bone, season two, episodes five and six.
1: In this set of episodes, Caitlin, Jenya mm. reunites with Alina underground after she and Bagra escape the Darkling, meanwhile the Crows have been contracted by Zoya and Tolia to find the Venyan, which is this sword that has properties to kill the Darkling, a little different from the book. Um, which is why yeah. I'm, like, sitting here, like, like with my glasses, like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah. Um, Alina is able to connect with the Darkling through the link between them, but Mal interrupts her, preventing her from having the chance to kill him then and there, and then they wouldn't even need the Nijivenian. Um, Way to go. But Mal ruined it again. Thanks, Mal. <laughs> Very Book Mal of you. Um, yeah. Bagra takes Mal and Alina to Morozova's workshop and reveals to them that she is Morozova's daughter responsible for having killed her sister with the cut.
0: Morozova brought that girl back to life and Mal is believed to be her descendant. Mal is therefore the firebird and it explains his inhuman ability to be a tracker. Uh, meanwhile, the crows have been poisoned in an effort to steal the sword and are all out cold, having hallucinations. Wylan is able to save them by forcing them to eat butterflies and an, as an antidote. After a fight with Oval, who is revealed to be Sancta Nair, Nair gives in and lets them have the sword.
1: That's a lot. I mean, <laughs> so I was just saying to you, it feels like that's a lot, but also nothing at all. Like, yeah, it, th- <laughs> everything that's happened this past two episodes, like, a lot has happened. We're going through like a lot of different perspectives at once. Like we're like, oh we're over here mm. with the crows and then we're over here in the crows' minds because they're being poisoned and then yeah. we're back in the Shadow and Bone uh world and then we're in the prison with Pekka and Matthias. It's like I keep forgetting just
0: about Matthias.
1: so much happening. But then yeah. when I sat down to write the summary I was like, But what really did happen though? Like what yeah. really did happen? At all. Who knows? So a lot of mumbo um, jumbo. we'll get more into that in a second. <laughs> Um, but in the meantime, uh, allow us to introduce ourselves. I'm Emberlyn, and I am basking in the D.C. sun behind me. It's nice. very beautiful.
0: Yeah. It is beautiful. My name's Caitlin, and I'm basking in the New York sun in front of me <laughs> as it wipes away our seasonal depression, and it is warm out, and all is well.
1: <laughs> all is well. All is well. We're not going back to the dark times. Not Mm-mm. not for another uh, to 10 months at least. No. Just- so. Don't look at the weather reports.
0: Well, it's all
1: good. (laughs) Yes. So, Caitlin, was there a specific moment in this pair of episodes that hooked you?
0: I really liked episode five's title card, where it shows, obviously, the title of Shadow and Bone. Uh, This one had an animation of, like, crows all flying in, and, like, five of them land on the sign that says Shadow and Bone, but then the sixth one, like, hits a window behind them to, like, represent Matthias, and that made me laugh really hard. (laughs) I also really liked the crows working with Tolia and Zoya. Mm. Um, because one thing that is fun about this show is how we get to see characters who don't I've, either meet each other at all in the books or have very rare interactions um, all interact with each other in the show and get to see how they all play off of each other. So when the first big group scene that happened between all of them, I was like, "Wee! This is fun! There's so many people here! <laughs> so and I, I like big group, like and They're all planning a heist, and I love heists, and I love character-driven stories when there's a whole bunch of them so I was having a good time yeah
1: <laughs> it's giving like Marvel like Avengers Game, but like not in, like <laughs> a bad way because it's like yeah. everybody's together who you know and they're we yeah. all get to see like what they interact how they interact with each other so yeah it was very interesting yeah yeah what about um, you I loved seeing Jesper and Wyland together in the very mm-hmm. beginning in the morning like in bed yeah. Um, I thought it was really cute and soft. And it was just like, oh, it's so rare, I feel like, to see the crows in, like, very domestic settings. So yeah. to see them together and just have it nothing be wrong <laughs> in, like, the present time was nice. Um, yeah. I feel like at this point I am truly watching this show for Jesper and Wyland and Jesper and Wyland alone and Nina. And, <laughs> and I, I just <laughs> feel like... I could watch them all day, and I want, like, entire episodes dedicated to their love. So, that yeah. was it for me. And I want to emphasize, that was it for me, because I will be honest, I had a really hard time getting into episode five. Um, yeah. I watched the beginning of it, like, three times over, and I got distracted, like, every time. <laughs> and I forgot what the Venyan was, and then when I remembered, I was like, all right, what's all this then? Like, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know this plot, like me who's having a difficult time adjusting to these changes from the book I'm like uh what's all this like what are we doing so yeah
0: what's happening
1: otherwise I just I it was really and I mean like very hard for me to just like sit there and stare and watch it I finally sat down today and watched like all of the beginning of episode 5 and then I could kind of like get into it from there but it took mm-hmm. me it took a, it, it took a couple false starts it was <laughs> like when you're trying to like Crank your lawnmower if you have a crank lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. You grew up poor like me, um, and it just wasn't wasn't starting, wasn't turning over. Um, yeah, but... I
0: I think the I think that whole plot line with the sword came from The Lives of Saints, which I haven't read. I mm-hmm. just was like, okay, I guess I guess we can add this in too because we've added all the other books in. So. We're just gonna pour it all in. It's all go big or go in. home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so despite all of that did you have a favorite quote
1: yeah i had a couple um yeah. i want to this felt like the best place in my notes to note this but um whenever someone refers to the as alexander i found myself wondering like where are all of the hamilton and darkling edits like where where are all of the alexander <laughs> like where is like where <laughs> Where do I find the it's quiet uptown edits? Where do I find the the not it away my shot edits? Like where are they? Are they on TikTok? Are they on YouTube somewhere? Like they've got it. What do I do gotta do to get my hands on that niche content? It's not Mm -hmm. that I enjoy that content, it's just that I expect it. Yeah. I feel like I'm entitled to it. (laughs) So I mean the um, internet
0: makes everything else, so this might as well be.
1: Right. Like whenever I hear I'm just like, Alexander Like whenever I hear it, I'm like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then obviously I think like the key line that's the takeaway from this set of episodes is Um, metal, your beauty is your armor, it's fragile stuff, all show really, but what's inside you, that's steel. It's brave and unbreakable and it doesn't need fixing. You don't need fixing. And that's a line from David to Jenya, which I think is like very lovely and representative of their relationship and like this deciding factor for David that regardless of what Jenya looks like, and even though she is beautiful and she's well known for being gorgeous, he loves her despite that. And he he loves her well, he doesn't love her despite that, he loves her through the damage that the Darkling has caused to her face, and loves her regardless of her looks because it's right. what's inside that matters to him. It's a really right. lovely way of saying, "Oh, you're beautiful on the inside," you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and the outside, but on the inside as well. Um, so I really like that. Uh, but I also have a bone to pick because you'll find I have a lot of bones to pick right now. Like <laughs> a I'm, lot of shadow I'm and bones, really, yeah. I have yeah, a lot of shadows and bones. I'm just not in. The, I'm really not in the mood. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to, to trifle with the trifling that the Netflix creators of this show are doing. Yeah. Um, so I have one question, and that is, where is I Am Not Ruined? I Am Ruination. Where is it? Thank you. Thank where you. Where is it? Where yep. is it? That's like the best line in the entire book. Like, yeah. I don't know if maybe they're going to bring that in later and yet in the season. Like,
0: that'd be stupid where? still, because they had every... Right, they had every chance to use it in that one scene, and they didn't.
1: No, I do not even remember did what she said, to I just add know it that in? it wasn't there. <laughs> like, yeah, did we forget to add it in? Like, what happened? Did something get messed up in post? Like, let's I don't know. like, no. Um, yeah.
0: I was waiting, I was like waiting for her, like, she's gonna say it, she's gonna say it. Oh, now it's the next scene, and Okay, she
1: never said it. It was like so weird. I, I mean, I'm really hoping it comes up again this season. Um, because I just feel like it's the line. Like, it's the line! It's the line from the book! Like, I would be so upset if it just never showed up. It's so representative of everything that Jenya went through and her resilience despite that, and to have that not be included in the episode just feels, uh, feels like a big mistake. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. Um... And then I guess the last one I want to speak to is when Wyland is looking at the butterflies and he says, "I cannot believe that I get to see this in my lifetime." I just thought that was sweet. Like, yeah, Wyland as a character is so special because I feel like he it's just, it's just such it's a line that I feel like really, really does a great job of showing what a soft and lovely person he is and just like oh, yeah. how gentle and like, mm, like when I he says hope hello that to the
0: butterfly. <laughs>
1: I hope the fanfic writers have a great time with that. Um, mm-hmm. Truly. I will be having a great time with that. Uh, but how about you, Caitlin? Did you have any uh, good lines that you really really stuck with you from this uh, past couple of episodes?
0: Yeah. Um, I, in like big, bold print, put the um, I know metal line. Because that was my favorite quote from Ruin and Rising. And I was so excited to hear it in the show. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get my Ruin nation line but at least I got that I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know I still feel like they both should have been there but it was really nice seeing that and I love that it made me tear up because I love Jenya and David so much Mm -hmm. um I did really like when Jenya said to Nikolai what I want to know is whether or not you truly mean to fix all that is broken about Ravka or if you are just destined Mm -hmm. to repeat the failures of our previous kings get them yeah like she came from I loved it when the saint um, Oval. Sancta Nair said when you allow yourself to be blindsided by love two worlds make a universe he's not my weakness he is my universe I was like that's love and I cried a little bit. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you
1: people are, but great job. <laughs> I don't know who you are,
0: but you have some you have some really good points there. Um, there's a lot. Of, oh, these two episodes were a lot about love, I feel like, in the relationships mm-hmm. between people. When Wyland said to Jesper about the butterflies, when I saw it, all I wanted in the world was to tell you about it and squeeze your hand. Like, that's mm. love, baby. The person you want to turn to first to, like, share things with. Oh, that was so sweet. And, like, the way he, like, just is monologuing because he wants to tell Jesper and he has to get all this information out. Yeah. That was really sweet. And then there are those who drown us and those who pull us out, which came from Kaz, um, definitely referencing Inej. And um, I like that also Inej quoted him from season one when she says, hope is dangerous, it clouds your judgment.
1: Um. So lots of of good lines about love these couple episodes. Speaking of love, speaking Mm. of eternal, cursed love, uh, what song would you cry or scream to after finding out that you have to kill the love of your life? Like Alina just found out she has to kill Mal.
0: I, I know we mentioned this uh, song a lot, but the other day I saw a TikTok that was like, there are three things in this world that are inevitable, and it is death, taxes and that every time a piece of media comes out that completely rearranges my brain cells changes my view of the world makes me question my existence somebody's going to make the most heart-wrenching edit to i know the end by phoebe bridgers and it is going to murder me every single time and i love it (laughs) i will link that tiktok in our description but i saw that and i was like it's so true because i have seen like any show that i watch there is some edit to that song and it makes me cry every time
1: yeah, Real. It's a great song. I feel like Phoebe's, we've talked about, I know we've talked about this before, like, super dish oh, yeah. But Phoebe's guttural scream at the very end always, like, fucks me up. Like, yeah. she just kind of, like, takes to the mic and goes, Wah! oh, my God. Yeah. Right, girl. Girl, don't we, she's all? Got a don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. Um, mine is My Tears Ricochet by Taylor Swift because, mm um a a specific set of lines if I'm on fire you'll be made of ashes too um and also because this song has been in my head for like I don't know like a week now and I don't know why um so I just thought it fit really well here and then like the other there's another line that I've been singing all week which is if I can go and I um and I can go anywhere I want Anywhere I want just not home. And Alina can't go home because Aww. the Darkling is about to fucking flip that orphanage babe. So
0: <laughs> Yeah. Which character would you dream about in a poisoned induced hallucination?
1: Um, Wyland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh the little butterfly scene, as I said before, like really, really got me. I just yeah. felt like again it was such a great representation of who he is um the butterflies were pretty the vibes were great um jack wolf just like so cute
0: continues to be the star of the show
1: so cute um so i'll be dreaming about him and his butterflies and um hoping that he's thriving in a butterfly garden somewhere in my (laughs) in my poisoned memories um how about you,
0: Caitlin? I said Jenya and David because I love them. I love getting more time with them. I love um, their love, and I want everything to be okay for them, always. Um, but I also said for actors, I said Archie Renault and Jesse May Lee for both of their actings in the mm-hmm. scene where Mal tells Alina he's a firebird, because mm. it was just really sad. Like, it, at, this, at the time, I was just, like, kind of pissed about how things went, but in the moment, I was just, like, sucked back in, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is really sad. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, they're, I don't know, they're, their acting was really good, so... This show was well acted. Mm. Written, yeah. I have other words for, but...
1: I think if you zoom in and you look at, like, their micro-interactions in the moment, it is, like, a good scene. Yeah. Especially if you haven't read the book. I feel like if you Mm -hmm. haven't read the book, there's nothing to complain about, maybe. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Which is why I think your continued um, solicitation of opinions from people who haven't read the book and are just watching the show, I think, is really valuable here. So if anybody, like, wants to comment um, on YouTube or tweet us or something and tell us how you're liking this rendition of shadow and bone so far that would be yeah because it's a whole
0: different perspective of like okay like there are things that we're not liking because we have extra knowledge of like this wasn't how it's supposed to go but if you have no idea how it's supposed to go is this Mm. still like do you like it we'll be nice we promise (laughs) i just i just want to know the other side of it and be educated
1: are there characters you would purposely spill tea onto?
0: yeah yeah so um Whoever decided to soften the Darkling so much might accidentally spill some tea on. I feel like this season we're not seeing how horrible and manipulative he actually is. It seems more of like, mm. ah, poor guy, he's haunted by the horrors in, <laughs> in shadow monster form, and it's killing him, and now his mom is dead. Aw, shucks, you know? Wow, <laughs> and yeah. As if he didn't, like, blind Vagra in the books. And, like, I know he's done awful things in the show as well. But I just feel like in like, like in these two episodes, he destroys Karamzin and attacks Lena. But I feel like with everything else, it's like those are kind of overshadowed, pun intended. Um, yeah. With, like, all, like, the woe is him kind of storyline. <laughs> and it just... I don't know. It's just not sitting well with me. I feel like it's, in the books, Like there's more of a narrative of, like, this guy sucks. And it's not just because that you want him to be the villain. It's because he genuinely sucks. Like, yeah, there yeah. was a chance where he could have been redeemed, but because he's making all of these terrible decisions, he kind of loses that. And he does awful things. And the, in the show, it's just like, but Ben Barnes is hot. Uh-huh. Root for him? <laughs> so... <laughs> Maybe he'll be know. different this time. <laughs> Maybe he'll be different. Yeah, uh, like he's a he's a really interesting character, but with my interpretation of him in the books, I like this dude was lost forever and deserves no redemption. And mm. it just seems like they want to keep trying to redeem him or showing you ways yeah. as to why he he's okay. He's not that bad, <laughs> you it's know. Okay. He's not that bad.
1: Yeah. Pretty so. people are incapable of crimes. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I don't. I literally don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to blame anybody. I like character wise. Like, okay, yeah. Like everything you said, retweet about the darkling. Like, yeah, yeah. But I think in the grand scheme of things, if I were to give you a unique answer, I don't have one because I don't know who to blame. Like I'm confused about everything that happened this last two episodes. Like yeah. so confused, and I don't know if that's on me. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it is on me. I don't. I don't know. All I know is I walked away from those two episodes feeling like, hmm, like I don't really know what this show is now, and I'm confused. It's, Did I say I, I think... was confused?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You might have mentioned it.
0: I feel like this this season is they put all of the books in the blender and like they turned it on and then they poured us a drink and they said, "Here you go." Uh, <laughs> man, maybe I'm not smart enough
1: to keep up with all of it, but I genuinely it takes me half of a scene to figure out what we're doing again after we switch from another scene. Like, yeah, I'm so can I am so confused like. I think the, like, it would have been ideal for the writers to choose, like, two storylines this season and run with them, but instead we're getting, like, all these additional perspectives that I don't know are... Like, I didn't... What did I just... Did I just watch Packer Rollins, like, beat up his brother, maybe? That we just kind of... Just kind of, like, Like, you know, boop! Bounce right over that, huh? Um, And then... (laughs) Everything, everything else. I, yeah. I'm so, con- I'm really confused. Like, if, I, I definitely think this is a show that you have to stream. Like, it ha- you have to watch it all in one day. Because if yeah. you do what I'm doing and you try to watch, like, two episodes a week, you're not gonna have any idea what in the Sam heck is going on. <laughs> um, I in the completely heck? lost control of the narrative. I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what's going on and I just... I think I just need to spill tea onto myself and maybe that would <laughs> keep me accountable for keeping track of what's going on. Um, yeah. That's right. a lot. Well,
0: there's a lot happening. Like, I, it got to a point, like, by episode four, I was like, I guess I'm just going to have to, like... Make peace with the fact that th- they are not following the books. Well, they're putting stuff in the books, but not in the right order. So I just like kind of like had to take that part out of my brain and be like, don't expect it to go this way because we're already uh-huh. not doing it. But even like within the episodes, even if like I kind of knew like where the plot was going and what they were doing, like in these two episodes with like the crows trying to get the sword, but then also oh. Mal and Alina trying to track down the Firebird, and also they're going to Moritzova's little hut. Cave thing, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it would like there we would spend so much time with Mal, Alina, and Bagra, and then we would cut to the crows, oh. and I'm like, "Wait, what? What's happening? Where are we? Are they dying? What's going on?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's like a bit of a whiplash because they're complete. they change in like tone because it's calm, quiet, horse riding, story time with Bagra, and then it's we're dying. <laughs> and now I we're know. fighting wait, a wait, saint. Why what? What are you dying again? Can you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quick, eat a butterfly because that's normal. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot happening. So, mm-hmm. considering how confused you are with everything that's going on, do you have a peak from these two episodes? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, there were like little tiny bits and bobs here and there that I really enjoyed, like mm-hmm. when Alina and Genya hug in the caves because they're soulmates. Actually, um, love that yeah. part. Like, Mm -hmm. what a good hug. What a good reunification of them both. Um, Yeah. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'm just... I'm still still tracking everything you just said. (laughs) Because... Yeah. Um, The map... The map as, like, a storytelling tool, I think, remains cool. Like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's, like, the one thing that's keeping... Helping me keep track of what's going on and where we're going. As, like, a transitional tool, it's kind of, like... When you see the outside, the exterior shot of the Tipton Hotel <laughs> in Suit Life of Zach like and that. Cody*.
0: Yeah, it's like, like, oh, where are uh, we? Oh, okay, yeah. we're in a hotel. You think it's really confusing that. on that show?
1: <laughs> I need that, and I wonder if the people that are doing the map animations are like, where, 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 where are we going now? <laughs> like trying to keep up with it all. But I really <laughs> like it. I think the map is just a cool, really cool. Like, I love seeing the map come alive from the book. It's just a, it's just cool. I like it. Um, it gives me joy. I wish Dora could see it. Um, I like, I like that, (laughs) uh, Nina just casually uses a handheld fan. Like, I think that's really cute. Like, she's, she's, I have one here. She's literally over there, like, all the time. This is patriotic, but I promise you I'm not a patriotic person. (laughs) Um, like, she's just over there, like, during the day. And I'm like, I love that for you. That's amazing. And then uh the one okay, this was actually a big thing for me, and I mm-hmm. wish we saw more of these transitions when we were thinking about Kaz's um callbacks to what happened with him and Jordy when he was younger, like in terms mm-hmm. of flashbacks, when he faints and he falls into the water in the canal and he's like shaped like a cross. Oh, that was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, That was Woo! cool. Woo! Where is all this? Where is this? This is cool. This is cohesive. I love Mm -hmm. that. Like, that is such a cool, like, that is how I imagine things happening when I read the books. So when I saw that, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, like, more of that. More of that. Less, like, (laughs) less, like, white flush around all of the uh, flashbacks. More just, like, natural transitions into these, um, you know, flashbacks to Jordy.
0: Well, speaking of, like, the, the little, like, white border around, like, the flashbacks there were scenes in these two episodes where they didn't have that so i was like why (laughs) couldn't we do this the entire time like we know it's a flashback it's okay kaz is not nine years old currently so like we know if if you just like establish it like this is kaz and this is his older brother whose name is Jordy. Jordy. that's all we need to know and Mm -hmm. just like trust your audience to be smart enough to figure that out we don't need the border the border took me out and i'm like okay we don't need this
1: but then like they did it in this episode i'm like you don't see it's fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's great there were were times when I wasn't there you were right yeah and i don't get get, um yeah but those were all mine how about you (laughs) um
0: i had a couple so i really liked um obviously all the wesper scenes i loved um i've talked Mm -hmm. a lot about wesper in our past two reviews of the previous four episodes but i what i really want to um give the flowers to is the interactions with characters who we don't see interact in the books. And I did not know that I needed a Jesper and Tolia friendship until mm. I saw it. Um, Tolia was like Jesper's wingman these two episodes. And it was hilarious. Yeah. I love how quickly he picked up that something was off between Jesper and Wylan and he sits down with Jesper. He goes, all right, what did you do? <laughs> What's going on? Here's what you can do. And uh, when Jesper tries to talk to Wylin, but Wylin still walks away from him and then like Tolia like leans back and he's like, What happened? And Jesper's just like I don't know, <laughs> like, mouthing yeah. across the market to each other. I just thought it was, like, really sweet. And, like, at the end when Jesper and Wylan are kissing and, like, hugging and Jesper looks over Wylan's shoulder to Tolia and he, like, winks at him and Tolia's like, yeah, <laughs> like you did it, But I just really, really loved their friendship. And I just loved seeing these two characters interact because they don't ever in the books, I don't think. Um no. So it was really nice to see. Also jesper skirt mm. 10 out of 10 great outfit very jesper fahey of him to be wearing uh-huh. and it looks so good i love it 10 out of 10 more men in skirts please. more men in skirts so that was my my first peek did you have another one or <laughs> did you
1: i listed them all i just listed that was all? all of them yeah
0: fantastic i'll just keep going then um uh, real quick i thought it was really funny that mal went missing uh, and then came back with no explanation besides the plot needing him gone for a second.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. Okay, yep. I thought it, it doesn't even bother me. I
0: just thought it was funny.
1: <laughs> I think it's weird because it's like we've been getting all these other perspectives from all these other random people. So it's weird that we didn't have like at least yeah. like, one additional scene with him. But Yeah, unless something was like
0: deleted or what, but he was taken hostage. I think because Vasili wanted him taken prisoner because he was a deserter. But then nothing ever happens. He's just gone the next episode, and then he comes back like nothing happened. (laughs) I was like, all right, cool, 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 Okay, great. Good writing. 10 out of 10. The other big one was the Kaz and Nej scene. And I will say, when I first watched this, scared the hell out of me because I did not realize it was a hallucination. That's why everybody else having hallucinations. For some reason, I thought this was like a flashback to something that happened. Mm. And um, so when Kaz and Nej were like getting real close and touching each other I was like what is happening what are you doing this is, not, this is not their characters at all and not because I don't want them to eventually get to that space but because mm-hmm. in this storyline where they're at in the plot they can't do that they both have a lot of trauma to heal from <laughs> and a lot mm-hmm. of growth to be doing before they can do anything like that and I thought the writers were just like we're gonna make them almost kiss we <laughs> so once I realized that it was a hallucination, I was like, okay, I guess I can enjoy it. And then when I rewatched it the other day, I was like, okay, I know this isn't real. I'm gonna try and enjoy this. And I will say this thing was straight out of fanfic, mm. taking removing the knives, removing the gloves, everything like I have read that in many a fic. <laughs> so I was like, Okay, this is this is familiar. I've 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 read this before, I see what you're doing. So I really did like that. You kind of got to see that because we'll definitely never, ever see this happen. Like if we get any more Shadow and Bone or if we get any more with these characters, we're never going to see something like that. So it was kind of cool to see like, oh, what they could be after a lot of healing and growth and communication and stuff. But um, so it was it was a peak for me to see that as a big Kinej shipper, but It was also a straight-up valley for me the first time watching it because I was scared.
1: (laughs) My controversial take is that it was a valley for me, regardless.
0: Yeah, um, that's
1: that's Because (laughs) I just, like, didn't want to see this yet. Like, as much as I love it, as much as I was, like, eating it up in the moment, um, very much like I am this mini hot dog right now, um, (laughs) I think that I I understand the desire to pan to audience desires around kanej because you don't know how many more seasons you're gonna have a shadow and bone it's like it seems like they're trying to put in there what they can while they can mm-hmm. but that's not how you write a show you know no. um no. so and i like i just like when i when i see these two together i want it to be like for the first time you know
0: oh but, like, yeah, real, yeah yeah you know yeah. no what like, where
1: are
0: we <laughs> we're in our valleys baby let's go <laughs> oh we're in our valleys okay yeah let's go <laughs> go off me first tell me everything you hated
1: yeah. Oh, man. I, this is unfortunate. I really, I'll, first of all, I'll start by acknowledging, I don't want to be here right now. Like, I want to be here with you, Caitlin, of course, but yeah. I don't want to be here telling you all my valleys. Like, I would like to not have any valleys. Um, but we're here now, okay? We're here, so we just are going <laughs> to have to, we're going to have to get through this together. Um, yeah. The lighting. I, oh, I, in, in the spirit of Marvel, I couldn't see a damn thing that was going on this last episode. episodes. <laughs> I literally kept trying to brighten the beginning of the episode using the device settings on my phone, when I was watching it on my phone, on my TV, when I was watching it on my TV. I I just could not get it there. Like I was squinting the whole time. I, where my glasses? I feel like I, I was just the whole time, I was just like, am I really just fucking old? Like why can't I see anything that's happening? And, I mean, I feel like, because I feel like this show does really good, like, it does good, like, effects lighting, but then mm. when it come, it came to the overall episodes, it just felt like everything was way too dark. So, That's I felt in
0: the season one finale. I was like,
1: where are they? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> um, yeah. So, I wish that was different. I know that television and screen lighting is a lost art, so I'll try to, like, give them the benefit of the doubt that no one else to do it anymore, but at the same time. I would have liked to see the show I was watching and that will probably continue to be my complaint about every show we watch on Netflix, but you know, big game Um, of Thrones energy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, the whole thing where Kaz and Inez are just like fighting about whatever. I'm uninterested in that. Like I literally (laughs) do not care in, in the books, like their tension between each other. It's just not like that. Like Mm -hmm. the things that they have conflicts about, I just feel like those things are so different and interesting than what they're fighting about here and that's whether Nez should stay or go um yeah right <laughs> i don't even know think so. yeah, i think so yeah i think that that's the just main keeps, thing they just keep like going back and forth with each other they almost have this like enemies to lovers energy that i don't really like because it's not them like it's just not yeah them you know like has yeah. relies on Inej just as much as he appreciates and values her, and I just feel like that's not coming through in these episodes. And then I'm going to say the scene directions could be really different and better. Um, a, a, An example I have is when mm-hmm. uh, Jenya sees David in the tunnels, and she starts running away from him, and it's just, like, a bunch of scenes of Jen- <laughs> David running after her, and she's running after him, and then she runs into the queen, and it's, like, a whole thing... And I was and it was just like it was literally just like, uh, Jenya? And then she was like, <gasps> <laughs> and he was like, Jenya, come back. And, he, and she was like, <laughs> <Genia>. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right, we got it. We're still right though. I didn't think we got it. <laughs> and there's been a couple awkward moments like that for me where it's like someone has clearly been given a direction to do something and they just kind of like <laughs> they just kind of like. Do, do it. and It's not. Really, now I have like, to hit my mark. Yep. <laughs> no one's being direct. No one's giving them good direction. No one's helping those scenes to seem natural, which is like unfortunate. Yeah. This is just. Now I'm just nitpicking, but I think no, it's no. interesting that in episode five, Elena gets mad at Mal for not being more angry about everything that's happening. Whereas in the book, all this man does is bitch and moan. Like, <laughs> so I just think like, it's funny that in the show, she's like, "Why aren't you more angry about this?" It's like, oh. <laughs> If you knew Bookmail, you'd change your tune. He's like, like, because everyone hated me for it in the books, now I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to be a better person, you know? And the whole time this fight's going on, I'm thinking, wow, Mal is so nice, he's not complaining at all about anything that's happening And she's like, Why aren't you complaining? And I'm like Girl, just be grateful. It could be worse, believe me. <laughs> it can be worse. So the next thing is just that I am, I mean, first of all, I'm very confused about what is going on in the Six of Crows timeline with this sword. I feel like this add in, I feel like I'd have to read the prequel book right, but I just don't know yeah. how this all fits in with everything and like what the point of this is. And I'm just, like, I'm kind of lost.
0: They're like, how do we destroy the Nichevea? Oh, this sword can defeat them, and this story was used in this other book. Yeah. Let's just put it in there. But like the Nichevea were able to, were able to be defeated kind of eventually in the books. So like you have a lot of books like showing how they dealt with it within yeah. that story. Why add that one? Oh, because you need the crows to do something.
1: <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. No, it's a big no for me. I almost yeah. wish that they had like done. Okay, we're gonna do two seasons. One season is going to be, like, all Shadow and Bone. And then the next season is going to be Six of Crows. You know? Like, just... Just so there's some continuity going on. And you're not, like, yeah. taking these other characters and saying, well, what do we do with them in the meantime? You know? I'm especially confused concerning some of the portrayals of the shoe and Zamini. So, in our review of Road and Rising, I talked about how I feel like race plays a very odd role in this series. One that I haven't quite, like, wrapped my head around yet. Mm. Um... But I wonder if some of the portrayals of Mongolia and China and Africa are culturally sensitive. Um, Because Mongolia and China are kind of in this infusion that is like the shoe. And then... Noi kind of resembles Africa I mean I like, Bernie Sanders meme I am once again asking because I don't <laughs> know like yeah yeah I think there should at least and maybe I'm missing this maybe I just haven't found it um, in my searches but I think there should at least be more behind the scenes content discussing the composition of these cultures because I'm so I'm really lost like specifically when it comes to Santa Nayar's portrayal um, which like and I could be wrong, but, like, made me feel kind of uncomfortable because I don't mm-hmm. know the context for which they've been able to take, like, kim- like kimonos and, like, the specific headpiece that Sancta is making and create that and have that potentially be a product of Chinese culture And I just wish I had more context about that, or like someone was talking about that more from the show. And I keep thinking back to an article I read last year. It's called, I'll link it below, but it's called Shattered Mm. Dolls An Examination of Authorship and the Boundaries of Female Asian Stereotypes in Western Theatrical Literature and Film. And it's by Maya McGowan at the Illinois Wesleyan University. And it talks a lot about the different stereotypes kind of forced onto Asian women in literature and in movies. And some examples of that are, like, um, a geisha girl or, like, the dragon lady. Um, and you can read more about those in this paper. Um, but I just wonder if Sancta Nayar's character is kind of an archetype of those or if she was mm. respectfully created and if it can be dignified as cultural appreciation or appropriation. Because... I just I wonder if these portrayals of African and Chinese diaspora are, are missing the mark a little bit. I genuinely don't know. Like I'm com- I'm coming from a place yeah. of complete naivety, but I know like when Vishwas and I have been watching this show, we're both just kind of like, "Huh, this tastes funny," you yeah. know. Um, and if I'm completely wrong about that, like if if these um, cultures have been thought through in a way that's very intentional, then I take back all of that. But I guess that's just something I keep like that makes well, me a good kind of uncomfortable. Like, yeah. About this show, and then lastly, the Firebird reveal was dumb, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> it's like, I, ugh, was that your why last valley? Me... Because yeah, I guess my last thing is just like, why are we here already? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, we're it's episode six. There's two episodes left in the season where I feel like this could fall into place. I'm very confused about what's going to happen in these next two episodes that would round out the story, because it feels like we've taken these last two books of. Of um, Lee's trilogy when you just kind of said and here they are. Here, take it, you know? And I don't know what to do with that. But I know you have more to say about that so I'll stop there. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. I hate how they revealed Mal as the Firebird with all of my heart. (laughs) So much. I hate it. I think it's the worst thing that this show has done. Um, And it's done a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Because if you haven't read the books, he is revealed to be the Firebird. While like, The Firebird is an actual creature, much like the stag was that we saw, much like the sea whip was, and so is the Firebird, because that's what Mal and Alina believe, because, while well, these two were real. The Firebird must exist. We just have to find it and kill it. And in the books, they find it. But then something happens to where Alina... I, think, I can't remember if like, the Firebird attacks them or what, but... Basically, Alina ends up hanging off of a cliff. Mal catches her, and his arm goes around her wrist. And at this point, she has two of the other amplifiers. And that's when, like, she feels the power of the third amplifier. And they both come to the conclusion by themselves that he is the amplifier. How exactly? We got to talk about it first. But they come to that conclusion by themselves because they have the physical and, like, real, like, the feeling of like, the power coming through and they see it with their own eyes, they figured it out by themselves. And it was great, and it was sad, because for those two to have to come to the realization of, like, this entire time we've been talking about killing the Firebird so that we can defeat the Darkling, and, oh, you're an amplifier? You're not the Firebird because Mal isn't the Firebird, he's an amplifier. (laughs) The Firebird is a creature. Mal is an amplifier that everyone thought that the Firebird was. So... It really makes me mad that he was told, Hey... uh, Because, like, literally, it was the stupidest and shortest conversation. Bagra asked Mel, Hey, so where did you come from? And he's just like, I was an orphan, and I went from this place to this place, and I was in Karieva. And she goes, Oh, I had family there. You're definitely a Moritzova because you were there once. (laughs) And, like, he... Like, tells her how he didn't, uh, stay in one orphanage until he felt like he was at home, which was with Alina and Crimson, because he was, like, because he's an amplifier, was more, like, I guess, needed to be with her. I, I can't remember exactly how it all works, but mm-hmm. that's how he knew he was there. And it was like, Bagger heard that, and she's like, yeah, I know who you are. We're related. Cool. And takes him aside and is like, you're a Moritzova. Watch. You can close the door with your blood. And he's like, damn, that's rough out there. Anyway, time to go. <laughs> like, it was, I don't know. I I feel like it took away the magic of it all. I feel like it took away the heartbreak. I mean, it was still heartbreaking for when Mal told Alina what he uh-huh. learned. But I feel like it was more heartbreaking in the book because Alina and Mal come to the conclusion themselves. And yeah. it was so sad. And then they had to tell everybody <laughs> what was going on. And then they had to, like, sit with it. And realize this is the only way that they can defeat everything and move on with their lives. And instead, it was just Bacchus like, here's a fun fact about yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's a fun fact. <laughs> it's like, it's so confusing because, like, the stag finding the first amplifier plays such a central role in the first season of the show. And then, yeah. And then the sea whip plays kind of a big role in the beginning of this season and even then i was like oh i feel like that would have taken longer it should have taken longer you know it should have it should have been the whole thing and then for them to just be like Mine, you're the Firebird!" like it's so i mean the existence of the firebird is like something is like kind of the whole focal point of arena rising like gotta yeah. find the firebird gotta find the firebird gotta find the firebird and then for it to be mount like that is a huge twist and i feel like it takes some of the the weight off of how big of a twist that is to just have yeah. Mal be the firebird. And for us to learn that, like, right now, I feel like if I were writing this season, I would want that to be the twist that ends the season. Oh, Mal is the is the amplifier or something like that. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, I'd like the end of the season to be them finding the sea whip, but I we can't be picky <laughs> now, can we? Like, it's just, I feel like the pacing is so confusing to me. And then to your point, I do feel like, it is sad what happens like I feel like Archie and Jesse do a really good job of acting out the scene in the show but I think the love scene that takes place in Ruin Rising is one of my favorite love scenes ever in any book ever of Mm -hmm. all time ever so for that to kind of be reduced to something a lot less drawn out was kind of like disappointing yeah because
0: in the book it was like their last night that they were going to be together it was the night Uh before they went into the fold
1: and, yeah, and they were in a garden and it was like there were trees yeah. and blossoms like it was so romantic
0: yeah and this one was just like i mean i guess it was it was still romantic but it didn't hit as hard for me i feel like because it was emotional in the book whereas here it was just like ah i'm the firebird really sucks. it's it. really soft, little sad
1: Yet another Let's giant plot point. In this season, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was
0: just disappointing because the bait and switch in the book was so good, yeah, and like so to good. You, with like the whole Sea Whip thing, like I like I understand. I'm not at all surprised that they combined book two and three for this because after the mutiny in the beginning of Siege and Storm, and after they kill the Sea Whip and all that, the rest of it is just kind of plotting until the very yeah. end. Yeah. So I understand why they did that, but. I feel like there should have been more focus on these creatures. Like, there should have. I still am mad that we didn't get the mutiny scene at all. Like, I'm still mad that they found the sea whip so fast and it was so easy. And then it just. It was too easy. It
1: it was too easy. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: I'm just mad that they didn't. Like, they straight up were like, the firebird doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) It's not real. Yeah. I was like, oh. (sighs) Well, it should be. Cool. (laughs)
0: They were like, we don't wanna
1: animate that. (laughs) So it's not real.
0: Yeah, they're like, that's too much Mm. We're not gonna give our VFX team enough time or money to to do do that. So we're just not gonna do it. Great. These episodes were just a lot of me going, I guess. (laughs) You
1: know I I don't know what to say. (laughs) Like I I mean my expectations were like, oh like I feel like they're gonna fuck something up, but I didn't know they were gonna like do this. Um My expectations
0: were low, but damn.
1: (laughs) Yeah, not that low. So, Caitlin, speaking of these episodes, what a bad lead in. Almost as bad as these two episodes. Um, (laughs) um, We have our tier list here. Want to tell us the tiers in our tier list, my friend? So, at the tippy top, we have, weee!
0: Because that means we're having a really, really good time. Uh, The second tier is nice, because it's just, like, really nice. Uh, The neutral tier is... I'm just here for a good time. Huh. Uh, the fourth one is, I guess, yeah, I guess that's what we're doing. And then the finally at
1: the very bottom we have right. What's all this then? Mm. What is
0: all this then?
1: Where would you rate? Where would you rate these episodes on your tier list, Caitlin? <clears throat>
0: it's hard because when I was rewatching it, I was like, I think these are the stronger episodes of the season because, like, only because of how much fun I have with the group scenes of the mm. crows but then i have to consider all of the shadow and bone scenes as well and also by the way matthias is also a part of the story still and he's in hellgate so don't forget that um I continuously... how is he
1: still in H- justice forget for matthias, justice <laughs> like...
0: for matthias. <laughs> um so i'm just like you know what i'm just here for a good time but then like the more we talked about it today i was like nah <laughs> this is like i like, actually really like didn't enjoy this as much as i thought so i'm i'm putting it in like i guess because at this point, I'm like, because I've seen the other two episodes, and this one is, I guess, whereas the other two might be a different rating. That's all I'll say for now. Hmm.
1: <laughs> I'm what about you? I'm kind of, I think I'm at right, what's all this then. end? Uh, just yeah. because... <laughs> Like I what I don't really know. It's I'm like kind of frustrated. I don't know if I'm just like in a bad mood um, mm-hmm. or what. You know, Aunt Flo's knocking at the door, or if it's genuinely <laughs> just like these are not good and I'm not interested in them, and I'm having a really hard time engaging with the show now because of how much they've taken me out of the original plot. So, right. that's kind of where I'm sitting. I don't want, like, again, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm trying, right, to, yeah. I'm trying to find positives. But when I was watching these today, I was like, <laughs> why are you doing that? You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, the, the annoyingness outweighs the things that I liked about it.
1: Yeah. And I'm, like, debating. I'm like, am I just, like, a hater? Or is this, <laughs> like, all valid? I don't know. But that's kind of where I'm standing.
0: Yeah. That's fair. What's all this then?
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to *Lip by Moonlight*. uh yeah. next time when we review episode seven and eight, the final episodes of *Shadow and Bone* season two, which mm-hmm. Caitlin is hinting may make us feel differently than these two episodes did. So, stay tuned. We'll we we'll shall tell see. You if that's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. uh, like and subscribe and follow on all of the things. Okay, bye. Bye.